Hola, Jumbo Ekabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Dio Latero, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hey, I am so excited about this episode. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Um, but yes, let's, let's, let's get into it. Um, this is the episode that you need to listen to. Um, and I'm not saying it because it's my podcast, right? I, I'm saying it because this is literally what I wish existed even 10 years ago when I was trying to find my own path. But um, back to the topic, back to the matter. The point of this whole episode is that we need to normalize talking about money. That's the whole point, right? I'm giving, I'm giving you the answer from the beginning, but, you know, hang with me. Let's, let's, let's get underneath. Let's get underneath this, okay? Um, we need to talk about our salaries. We need to talk about retirement, our savings, our investment goals. We need to talk about our business finances, our debts, our mistakes, how we price our products. We need to talk about our wins, our losses, all of those. We need to talk about all of that. So question for you, right? Think about this. Think about like the last time you talked about money with someone, anybody. When was that? How long ago was that? And think about that conversation a little bit, right? So, you know, who did you have the conversation with? Who was the other party, right? I hope you're not just talking to yourself. Who did you have the conversation with? What did you talk about? Like, what specifically about money did you talk about? And how did that conversation leave you feeling? So just have those thoughts at the back of your mind and, and we'll come back to this and, and just have them as, as we think through or talk through, you know, this episode, right? Deal? The truth is that we don't talk about money nearly enough as immigrants, as people of color, as women, or just as a society in general. And talking about money is adulting. So ladies and gentlemen, let's adult together, okay? So first... Why don't we talk about money? Why is it such a taboo subject? Um, I currently live in the United States and I feel like it's even more taboo here than in many parts of the world. But generally, there's a bit of a kind of, oh, it's something we don't talk about. And, and why is that? I think, you know, even thinking about myself, one of the reasons that we don't talk about money is because we're intimidated where we feel maybe a bit of shame about where we about how much we have or don't have and and we don't want to look bad. And the truth is that learning about money can be intimidating. You know, even I took a break from learning or talking about money for a few years and 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 looking back, it wasn't an intentional break, but I actually regret it because there were the years of the least growth for me from a financial standpoint. And the fact is that there is nothing to be ashamed of, you know, but there's a lot to lose. Some stats say that 43% of Americans don't know how much their spouse makes. 
This is the person they go to bed with, wake up with, build a life with, have children with. 43% don't know how much their spouse makes. Yet, finances is a major source of divorce. And so, (laughs) make it make sense, right? We don't talk about money out of fear, out of shame, or, or just um, just being intimidated by or, or insecure about our lack of knowledge on the topic. But we find that when we open up, we're not the only ones that are actually struggling. We're not the only ones that are learning. We're not the only ones that are trying to just figure it out one way or another. And so let's talk, let's talk about one of the reasons why we need to talk about money more. Um, first of all, Not talking about money is costing you the pay that you deserve. And so I worked for the same firm in the UK and in the US. And in the UK, it was a stark difference in that all the associates shared their salary information. Like everybody knew what everybody made. And I'd never seen anything like it. And I was like, what is going on? What is wrong with these people? I was taken aback. I Frankly, I was not impressed, right, by that level of transparency. And I think up until that point, I hadn't shared my salary with anyone at work. And I just I was just shocked. Um, in the U.S., it's considered rude or and I think in other parts of the world as well. And the truth is that, you know, even though that's all I knew at the time, these associates in the U.K., they, they realized that knowledge is power. And with that knowledge, they could have a seat at the negotiation table and they could come with cold, hard facts. Now, when you're like me and you've worked at a company for for a long time and you aren't interviewing, you don't have as as good of a grasp on your your value, like your monetary value, because, you know, you just haven't been out there and you've just had raises and all that stuff. And so, you know, especially for women and minorities, you know, that are generally paid less than our counterparts, it's important whether we're at salary jobs or freelance gigs or influencer gigs that we are talking about money. And so how can you do that, right? So for example, next time you are getting a job or a gig, if it's a, it's a full-time job, use Glassdoor to get a sense, start to get a sense of a range of what to expect for you for your pay. Second of all, ask people, right? Ask people, you know, that you know to say, do you know somebody in this type of role? I'm interviewing for a job. They're giving me an offer. I just want to get a sense for whether or not it's whether it's right or not. When I was moving to the UK and I got a salary offer, I wasn't sure how it, how it, you know, compared to what was being paid over there. I did my research, but it still was a little hazy. And so I asked my boss to, to look at my offer, and say, you know, is this reasonable? Should I push back more or not push back more? And people are not perfect, but at least it shows that I was at least willing to be humble and say, hey, I'm trying to figure this out. Is this a fair offer to me? Can you help me look at it? And so, yes, if you know people that ask, if you don't know people directly, ask somebody that knows somebody to at least, you know, look look at your offer to see if it's a reasonable range based on your skills and based on the job description. And so that way, if you need to negotiate, you're going back armed with information and, of course, apply wisdom in how you negotiate without naming people and all that stuff um, and use that information to negotiate for yourself. Right. And for people that are, you know, that have been working at a job for a while and you want to get a sense for your for how much you could get elsewhere or how much you should be earning at that point, it is healthy 
to take the time. I look at job descriptions all the time. I look at I I may not go for an interview, but I look for look at what you know what recruiters send me, and I look at what the offering pay is. Or so I'll ask the question just so again, just getting a sense of ah, what's it looking like inside or outside. And then in conclusion on 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 this topic, right? You know, I'll say that. Um, Again, we have so much to lose by not having a conversation about money. We're working more and we're getting less. And, and, and in that way, we have less to build wealth with. You know, in the past month, I've seen examples in the influencer space where fem- black female influencers are paid a third of their white female counterparts when they have the same following, better engagement and all of that. But the fact is, if people never shared that information... And they really didn't until the Black Lives Movement matter kind of came back to the forefront. They would have had no idea they were getting paid one third, one third. I mean, it's ridiculous. But again, if you don't talk, you'll never know that you're being shortchanged. And so in conclusion, I'll say this, you know, talk about money, about your pay and use discretion, apply wisdom, right? Use discretion in having those conversations. You know, interview elsewhere, even if you don't plan to leave your company, at least interview. Um, Use glassdoor.com. Or if you know a colleague that you know and trust that had maybe tried to leave the company and they came back with a counter offer, get a a sense for asking, they can give you a range of kind of, you know, what to expect. Or better still, if you know a colleague that has left your company, and they're no longer there, but they were in a role that maybe you're going to be, you can ask them, okay, what should I expect to make in this role? But regardless of what it is, not talking about money is costing you the pay that you deserve, that you've worked for, that you have the skills for. And, you know, while we hope that people are always going to do the right thing, it is not always the case. So please have the conversation, get your money, the money that you deserve. Second of all, not talking about money is costing us time and opportunities. And yes, sometimes even if you decide to self-learn, you're still taking the long route to learning, right? So for example, imagine wanting to to be a doctor and you decide that you're going to self-study, you know, all the medical school textbooks and you're going to skip medical school. Well, I don't even think that you'll even make it to be a decent doctor in doing that. But um, you're missing out on so much. You're missing out on the classroom. You're missing out on your labs. You're missing out on rotations. You're missing out on study groups. You're missing out on residency. Like, what kind of doctor are you going to be at that? Like, could you get there? Maybe, slightly, maybe. But it will take you so much more time. And remember, time is money, right? You miss out on chances to learn from experts. And remember, it's, it's that same concept of, you know, how hard are you going to have to work to take one step? If someone can already tell you how to take 10 steps, why would you put yourself through this? Because you don't want to have a conversation. And so for me, I did a lot of self-learning because I did not have a group to really talk about money when I was starting, when I first got a job or when I was even in college and, and racking up debt on my credit card and all that stuff. I really didn't have a place to go. Right. And so, you know, I first started learning about money by self-learning. I I read personal finance blogs. That's how I learned to open a savings account. That's how I learned to come up with a way to pay off my debt. That's really how I learned everything. And then after a while, I feel like I got to a place and I just stopped. And honestly, I got stagnant in my in my growth and in my learning. And, And 
And those years I mentioned were the years that I kind of grew the least. And, and I go back and a lot of my financial regrets are in those years. On the flip side, in the last three years, I've had a whole lot more conversations about money with different groups of friends on different topics. And I mean, clearly, I'm firing off on all cylinders, aren't I? <laughs> you know, I mean, even the conversations I've had, they don't always give me all the answers, but they give me knowledge. They open me up to doors that I didn't, hadn't really considered. And some of those conversations influenced the research I went back and did to learn more on my own. And so when I think back to, for example, when I started working in 2009, I was just trying to pay off debts and all that stuff. And, and that was fine. But I had colleagues that I was working with and I was good friends with that were buying property. And I never had the conversation with them. Um, and it's one of my big regrets. So I didn't have to have bought, bought a house in 2009, but I could have reworked my finances. Maybe I bought something by like 2013 or something of the sort, but I didn't know. And no one in my initial close circle was talking about these things. So I didn't even do it. And then down the line, the properties bought, you know, between 2009 and, and 2015, people are selling and making, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, $80,000 in, in profits. And here I am, I did not buy because what I did not know to even make it a goal. It's something I could have, you know, talked about friends and pulled money together to buy a place or something of the sort, or just at least found a way. Or even if I chose not to buy, I would have at least known that I was making a conscious decision. But for me, it was a lack of knowledge. So please learn from my mistake. Now that we know better, we can do better. And that's the overall point of this. The thing is, I believe that we were built to do life in community. No one was born knowing everything about money, but based on our places in life, people, people are ahead in their financial education. If their parents talk, to talk them about money or if their parents taught them about money or about investing or about getting out of debt or about saving for retirement or about starting a business or about getting funding. And so by keeping our mouths shut, we are missing out on getting knowledge about discounts, about investments, and we're only learning by making mistakes. And mistakes can be expensive. So um, let's, let's rethink our strategy there, okay? Because it's not working, no. It's going to take us way longer to build generational wealth if we continue to look at things the way that we currently do. And so now, you know, I'm talking about why you should talk, you know, why, why we need to talk about money more. And, and that's all great. But let me also be real here for a second. You know, the fact is uh, there are people that you should not have money conversations with. And I'll, I'll list some of those people, right? One, people that only talk about how much they have, either from a boastful standpoint or to make themselves feel better. People that only talk about how little they have, whether it's from a shame place or guilt in place, you know. Again, that's not people to talk about money about because how constructive are those conversations? People that lie about any of the above, about how much they have or how much they don't have. People that once we say in my culture, count the money in your pocket for you, right? Or, or judge you one way or another for how much you have or how much you don't have or how you should be spending your money and all of that. Um, so yeah, don't have those conversations with those people either. And I think that it only takes one conversation with someone about money to know if you should have further conversations. And so, yes, having a conversation, it is putting yourself out there. But even over the course of a conversation with someone, you'll know, be like, OK, I need to pull back. We're just not on the same page. This is not going to be constructive. 
let's just reverse and, and, and you know, come away from this conversation. So I'll say you'll know when it's a no-go area with someone and you can apply wisdom and discernment and just stop the conversation right there. And so the point of this is, yes, we need to talk about money, but we need to talk about money with the right people. Major key. Highlight that. Star that. Right? And so the fact that someone is your family doesn't really mean that you should actually have a money conversation with them. Right? Doesn't mean that you should come and be financially naked in front of this person. Right? No. It's, no, it's not cute. Don't do that because not everybody is ready for your nakedness. Not everybody is ready for you to come as you are and for you to be open and vulnerable with them in that way. Not everybody is deserving of your financial nakedness. So don't just go giving it to everybody because everybody doesn't deserve it, okay? (laughs) And so there has to be trust. There has to be mutual respect. And there has to be benefit to the money conversations that you're having with people. Right. Talk to like minded people, people that are at least interested in learning and growing. Talk to people that are doing things, things differently from you. Right. Talk to people that have more money than you. Talk to people that have less money than you. Um, But the key there is is a growth mindset and and, and people that are in like minded spaces from a from a mentality, a money mindset standpoint, because. I find that there are gems everywhere. Like I learn from my friends that are doing things way differently than I am. People that are very into real estate where I'm not really sure if that's my thing, but I'm learning from them and I'm challenging myself and and and, and my thoughts and, you know, asking myself, is it more from a fear standpoint or a risk standpoint? So please, you know, keep those things in mind when you're when you're thinking about who to talk money with. And so you don't have to talk your exact numbers. You don't have to say, I make $25,000.99 when you talk about money. You can talk about percentages. Like, for example, I know I shared what percentage I spend on my groceries every month. And one of my friends still laughs at me because apparently I don't spend enough, so I don't eat and all that stuff. But you can share percentages and just get a sense check for, uh, is it making sense, right? Or if I'm spending 70% on housing, does that make sense at all, right? Um. You can also talk about ideas, ask about ideas. So if you're thinking about, okay, I want to invest in the stock market or I want to join an investment club, you know, you can ask people that have done those things and ask, you know, what, what are their biggest tips? When I wanted to buy my first stock, my one, another friend of mine who is younger than me, but she has more experience buying stock. She has over a decade of experience. And I was like, please, you know, if you had to tell a dummy what to look for before they buy stock, what would you tell them? And she gave me excellent 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 advice right and the other thing is I have another friend that's been a part of investment clubs and it's something I've been thinking about so I asked her okay I know you're part of two investment clubs what are the do's and the don'ts what should I look for in joining one and all of that so again I talk to people that are doing things that I haven't even done but I'm preparing for myself preparing myself for the next level And so think about where you want to be in two, three years and start having the conversations now that will prepare you for that. Because you're not going to all of a sudden have a medical doctor's license if you don't go to medical school and do all the prep work and do the MCATs and all of that stuff. Same thing applies here. You can t- I talked to someone recently about investing in real estate. I saw her, you know, say something. I was like, oh, I feel like I need to learn something from you. And we had a call and it was I learned a lot in that conversation. So at this point in my life, I'm not too proud to ask. I'm not too proud to say, I don't know. Where can I learn more? Right. 
Um, again, ask people about what I asked my colleague, you know, I know he's very into investing and all that stuff. I don't ask about his numbers, but we talked about, okay, overall, um, I asked, okay, what funds do you put your 401k in? And he sent me a list and I looked into those and I made some changes to mine. And then we talked about, okay, how did your funds perform over the past year as a gauge? Oh, yours went up 32%. Okay. Mine did 28%. Okay. Maybe there's something I can look into there. Right. Um, and then I also asked people, you know, how did you pay? I asked, how did you pay off debt? When I was paying off my debt, I didn't have anybody to ask. So I went online and read people's blogs and did a different way but that people did it. And then I figured out, well, okay, here's what I can do to mix and match for myself. And then the other thing you can talk to people about is just, you know, investment opportunities. If you want to invest in a startup or in a small business and you don't know, just say, hey, if you hear of something along this line, please think of me. Please let me know. I have an interest, you know, in that space. Um, but getting back to the people you talk about money with, right? So, you know, know that, you know, the depth of how deep you go on money conversations with certain people, you know, it will differ from one person to another. I don't have the same conversation with everybody. I talk about stocks with different people. I talk about my budget with different people. I, you know, it just, it just depends. But I think how deep you go with the person in talking about your finances, um, it depends. And, and you should use your discretion and when you talk to people about money, you don't have to take everything they say. Again, take what serves you, takes what grows you, learn from that and, you know, leave the rest. At worst, you have information and you have a different perspective and then you can, a different perspective than you would otherwise have. And that helps you in your own personal decision making. For me, the conversations I've had have, have informed how I invest, how I give, how I budget, even how I even talk about money too, Right. And so I'm saying that, you know, you know, talking to people about money, it even encourages you. Like if I had someone to say, oh, I paid a quarter of my debt by this month, that would have been kind of fun to kind of share the journey. But but I didn't have that. Uh, and, and beyond even just paying off debt, if I had the conversations that I'm having today, if I had those conversations 10 years ago, I mean, come on, come on. I mean, I don't think I've done badly, but I will be, you know, on another level. That's just that's just the fact. And so anyway, I'm thankful now that I now have different relationships for healthy conversations about money, about negotiating, about budgeting, you know, about when I mess up. And that happens too. The people that be like, man, this month was rough or I went over budget here or man, I have $50 left for the rest of the month. How am I going to manage? You know, the people I have those conversations with and people I share my big, big, big dreams with. Um, and, and, and it's great for, for accountability, Right. And so you can have healthy conversations with your friends, with your family, with your spouses, with your colleagues, with your children, right? But always, always, always apply wisdom. Use sense, eh? Uh, because the Bible says, you know, wisdom is profitable to direct. So apply wisdom and let it direct you. So go back to your last money conversation and think about, you know, ways to make that conversation better if it wasn't, if it didn't go well. Think about, did you pick the right person to have that conversation with? Was it an honest conversation? And no shame, no blame, but honest conversation. Did it enlighten or, or help you focus on what you can control, right? Did you, could you agree to disagree or is it a place where it's like my way or, or, or the highway? Did you leave inspired and informed and not shameful? Money is an emotional subject, let's not lie, right? And, and no one really taught us how to manage these emotional subjects or how to address it or how to navigate this. But we can change that starting with ourselves. 
and in our relationships and with our, in our careers. And we can do that for the future generation. Not talking about money is the most common in the middle class. Can you imagine that? The class that's trying to, you know, grow up and get better. Uh, apparently, that's what I saw in some research. And friends, let's not contribute to this kind of statistics. I'm done being in negative statistics, right? We're not, we're not doing that anymore. And so while this episode focused on why we need to talk about money more, um, expect more in season two of the podcast where we'll talk about just money and relationships and how to have these conversations. And we'll share in due time. Don't worry. I don't want to spill, spill, spill all the beans, right? But before I wrap this up, I want to shout out to all of these people that I have had different money conversations with. Um, I think you know who you are if you're listening. And I'm so glad that we are learning and we're growing and we're building together. And many of these conversations have made me realize how much we don't talk about money. And they gave me the push to feel that need through this podcast and to create the kind of space that I wish existed. And so if anybody listening that doesn't have anybody in their world talking about money, well, here we are and this space is for you. And we'll be talking about money a lot here. So welcome, sit back. (laughs) And so dear listener, as you move on, you know, how will you initiate or respond to money conversations that come up in your life? Will you share a financial goal with a friend and then let them hold you accountable? I hope you'll look, you'll do this or take some steps to have money conversations and then you'll look back in six months or a year or two years and you will see how far you've come and how better you are because we are better when we move forward together. And please, 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 let's apply wisdom in, what, in who we talk to about money, but let us have the money conversation. But just start. You know, let's start having these conversations. Let's start growing and building together. And um, I can't wait to hear from you. If you know someone that really needs to listen to this episode, please share it with them. Do me a favor and share it with them. Thank you so much. And go forth and talk about it. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what? Popping! And you amplify our message to other potential listeners. And last but not least, please follow us at Instagram at The Rich Immigrant. And as we go out into the world, I hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home. Ciao, bye, or devil. See you next time.